Nestled deep within the heart of Yorkshire lies a rum so smooth that once it passes your lips, you will never look back again. Combining the smooth tones of sweet fresh ginger, rich treacle and a lick of Yorkshire honey, Absolute Bedlam are proud to be partnered with the true Angel of the North. Two Lasses Spirits. Use code Bedlam UK at checkout. Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Just first things first, before I announce the guest, I've started a Discord for Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. So I will find a way to share the server link and put it in all the YouTube videos and all that sort of stuff. So get ready for the guilt trips, guys, because I can't do this without you, all right? So um, second fix second, I'm looking at doing some sort of charity effort in my hometown of Weymouth at some point this year. It's probably going to be a beach cleanup because we got a lot of beach. So uh, it would be really sad if it was just me. So once again, I'm going to guilt trip you guys into coming with me, all right? So yeah, that's my admin done, Jake. So we've got Jake Crawford on the podcast tonight. How's it going? You all right? Very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've been looking forward to this Good one. Likewise. I have a habit of backing guests up by about six months is my average. Nice. So then I'm like, oh yeah, nice. Got Jake on. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so first question I ask everyone, without exception, even Mr. Sean Smith, is how was school for you, Jake? How did you find it overall? Wow, what an opener. I respect that. Um, overall, I'd say pretty good. Even considering that I was, uh, considering the fact that I was obviously um, a rocker, a grunger, mm. a grebo, mm. which uh, around the time that I went to school, that was obviously a little bit of a problem in some areas of the country. Seems to have calmed down a lot now, though, but... Uh, I think I managed to talk my way out of a lot of potentially bad situations. <laughs> so that, yeah, overall, not bad. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Can you disclose the naughtiest thing that you can remember doing at school? Um, calling the teacher a, a piece of S to his face nice. was probably, nice. <laughs> probably up there, but it was because he used to single me out and then, not that long ago, it was discovered that he was, in fact, inappropriate with students, so... Ah. So you were right. He was a piece was of shit. Right. I was. I was right all along, and I knew it at the time as well. I just nice. knew it. You know when, like, dogs can, like, sense if you're a good person or not? Yeah. You had that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right, so, Prestomeco, Prestomico, insert... Either or. Either or. Different variation. I know Miko is main engine cutoff. Yes, indeed. I'm a big, big fan. Um, Transmute made me cry several times. I never actually got to see it live. Uh, the song Overdue is dear to my heart. Yes. Uh, had Luke on here a while back, just as Transmute dropped, and I completely fucked it because I forgot to press record. 
So I just had a Zoom meeting with Luke for 45 minutes. Very nice. So yeah, I proper fucked that up. I even tried at one point to like go into his stream as Jerky Worms and say, ah, oh, my um, recording got damaged. No, Ben. There was no recording because you're a fucking idiot. But I was about three months into doing this and I was genuinely so excited. And I also had to go through like Marshall Records mm. to like plan that. Yeah. And it felt very official and it was just a lot of stress and usually I just get people on and you know, I DM them like you've experienced and that sort of stuff, so Yeah. yeah. I much uh, I much prefer that direct line. Absolutely. In the red tape middle man. So was Transmute when you got into Prestamico? Uh you mean got into as in became a fan of? Uh, as in became a musician within the band. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been friends with them since about 2015. My old band, Dakota, we played with them a bunch. Um, but then, yeah, when um, Adam left, it was a bit of a no-brainer, really. They, I wanted to do it, they wanted me to do it, and uh, that's that. Yeah, nice. Um, playing bass in that band, did you find that to be a bit strange? Because I know that your background is very much drums and guitar. Not really. Um, I've played bass in bands before and like sessioned on bass and things like that before. So it wasn't too much of a departure. But the one thing about being a guitarist and a drummer is that a bass is essentially rhythm with notes. So drums and bass, uh, drums and guitar kind of equals bass. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. And also Lewis is such a good drummer. It was just a pleasure locking in with that guy. That was one of the things that I was most excited about when I first joined the band was just making that rhythm section as tight as it possibly could be. And I yeah. think we I think we basically I think we did a pretty good job. Oh yeah. The way he can drum and sing is just absolutely insane. It's like he's got like four things going on all times, yep. you know? Five. Five yeah. man splitting your brain fight like it's both your lip like both your arms are doing different things, your feet are doing different things and then on top of that you're singing yeah. different rhythms over what mm. any of your limbs are doing. So the independence is uh, yeah. is quite something, and he really—I mean—he really worked on that. Mm. But by God, did it pay off? Because yeah, some of the people's faces in audiences when he's just playing some fills while simultaneously singing like an angel is uh, yeah, something yeah. to behold. Absolutely, yeah. It's hard enough being in a free piece. I've tried to do that sort of stuff, and eventually uh, it fizzled out. But I'm not not a terrible bassist. It's just if you start adding things to that, I find my creativity is quite capped. <laughs> I'm quite good at booking gigs, so I'll stick to the the management side of things and the operations. But actually, singing and playing bass is completely off the table. I cannot sing to save my life. Um, so in Prestamico. Can you remember the craziest gig that you played slash craziest fan interaction that you can remember having? Craziest gig we played was probably either uh, the London show that we played on the Vukovi tour was unbelievable. Yeah. I remember coming off stage and thinking that was actually quite special. And then also when we played 2000 Trees last year, we headlined the new stage and that was apart from the fact that it was one of the worst on stage and out front sounds as far as I can gather um, the crowd were unbelievable it was amazing so 
yeah, the London show as like an overall 25 minute banger, mm. and then 2000 Trees as like the overall experience was unbelievable. Nice. And then in terms of fan interaction, I don't know, like you were saying at the beginning, you set up a Discord. Mm. Um, we had one, we've still got one. I think people are still on it, even though we're sadly no longer yeah. a band. Um, but there were so many people that became friends on that Discord during maybe like the second or third lockdown and they would all come to like every single show and it wasn't even like necessarily a crazy fan reaction but it was crazy to me to see these group of people who didn't know each other mm. and came together and became friends because of yeah. the band like that yeah. was really incredible yeah that felt mm. amazing bit of common ground people stick together yeah. like glue don't they yeah exactly yeah massively and yeah. I've you know, seen them since at other shows and things like that and it's just yeah it's really nice it was a nice community and it totally took me by surprise I I'd, I was semi familiar with Discord but more from, from like a gamer perspective like a few friends of mine had it but um, yeah I couldn't believe it I was like Luke it's working yeah. <laughs> people, people are engaging this oh, is yeah. crazy one thing that's helped me find a lot of um, guests and people just in life really is Twitch where I started following Luke I yeah. met um, Smiley Dave UK through that. I've had him on. Lovely chap. Uh, yeah, he's nice. He's, he's a lovely guy. I kept calling him Crazy Dave, which is the guy from Plants vs. Zombies. Okay. He's got a he's similar... Smiley. Yeah, yeah, similar aesthetic to him. Um, but yeah, Twitch has always been a really good um, sort of binder. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, when Luke stops streaming, he'll send you over to another person. And it just kind of... The party never ends, you know? On Twitch. Good news. Absolutely. So now that Prestomeco is all said and done, you've got yes. a new project. Yes, indeed. Unpeople. Yes. So what's that all about? And can you disclose what instrument you're going to be playing? Yeah, I mean, what it's all about is riffs and bangers and hooks. And uh, I'm playing guitar. I'm essentially fronting it. So it's myself on guitar and vocals, Luke on guitar and vocals, our good friend Meg on bass and vocals, and then uh, Richie, Richie Rayner on drums, who was, uh, Luke knows him, they went to college together, and he's essentially predominantly a session drummer. He's been in bands in the past with some mutual friends, but um, yeah, when it came to this, Luke asked him and he was in, and he is an incredible drummer, and he can sing as well, so there's going to be four-part harmonies on the go sometimes, <laughs> like Trump in the Prestamico 3, which is cool, but yeah, I'm unbelievably excited about oh. this endeavor. I really am. So, is your first gig 2000 Trees, or have you got a couple of warm-up shows before? We're looking at getting some warm-ups right now, but we're probably not even going to announce that we're playing them. We're just going to rock up and get it. Right. We might announce like, on the day or something, but they're, they're going to be like very clandestine, hmm. um, make sure that we can be good hmm. kind of <laughs> kind of shows. Um, so yeah, that's that's about it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, honestly, can I? I'm, I'm already the material that... Me and Luke have basically, <clears throat> since we knew that Prestamico were going to be splitting up, we just started writing almost immediately mm. I didn't really waste any time and mm. some of the stuff is like carried over from some things that me and him were maybe thinking about going to be on the next Prestamico record but um, no it's it feels really good right now nice mm. 
What would you say is the overall theme for Unpeople? It looks a bit kind of, from the Instagram pictures, it looks a bit like a sort of, it looks like you're trying to explore abandoned buildings and you've all got sort of hoods up and you <laughs> kind of don't want to be, Yeah, you know. We're, um, I mean, we're trying to look like Unpeople, I guess. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let the music speak for itself, as it were, when the music eventually comes out. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah we're trying to keep it, we're trying to keep it relatively under the radar right now, but without being completely silent <laughs> silent about it. Yeah, yeah. We want people to know, but um, there's not a lot to shout about yet. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, so we're just sort of drip-feeding stuff out there right now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, what was the initial question? No, that's all right. It's just what the theme was, like, what's yeah. your oh, yeah, sort of mission, theme. you know, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the theme, it's... It very much is carrying over from Preston Mico musically, but it's a bit less. Uh, there's a bit less musical trickery going on, as Luke would like to say. Yeah. It's a bit more caveman, which is something that I've been saying to people, um, which I love personally. I do enjoy some some simplicity, but thematically, I mean, just look up the term "unpeople" and what it means is pretty much lyrically. There's a lot of that on the go, that kind of angle, that angle that we're all in this together, mm. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, nice. Feel that. I don't, without going into too much detail, that's kind of it. Of course, yeah. Have you thought about release cycles yet? Like, is it going to be a full album straight out the gate, or is it going to be an EP and it's going to start bubbling up, or are you just focused on playing some shows and then you're going to see what happens afterwards? Basically, just focusing on making sure that we can do it as well as we possibly can live first before we even think about it. I've, I've got some ideas, Luke's got some ideas, and we're talking to some people right now, so um, we'll see, but there's a few uh, ways of going about it these days that I think are probably more beneficial than just coming straight out of the gate with an album, which is all I've ever known with every project that I've ever been in, is, you know, you, you write and record an album, you release it, rinse and repeat, yeah. you know? but. There's some other techniques which are proving relatively lucrative for a lot of bands out there right now, and it's something that I would definitely like to explore, i.e. just putting a single out every month or something, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Build that way, Absolutely. without really saying much, and then maybe putting an EP out, or maybe maybe working towards an album, or like a shorter album, or mm. something like that, but God knows. Yeah, That's one thing that I'm really excited about, is just sort of, it's completely fresh ground for us, so... Nice. I had a um, band on last week called Harbinger, who are a death metal band. I know Harbinger. I yeah. know Harbinger. Charlie. Yeah. And um, what's his name? Chris, I think. The bassist. Bassists are important. Yes, yes, they are. Even they if are I forget important. their names, they're super important, guys. Tip them. I know. I know the bass player. I know the bass player from Harbinger as Milky. Yeah, that's it. That's why. Yeah. That's it. So. They actually had 23 songs written and they decided to release an EP with six songs. And my brain just went, content, release all 23. And they were like, no, they need to be the best six that they can possibly be. And then we'll work on the other 17 as like after the fact. Yeah. So yeah, just an interesting angle on it that you were. Yeah, definitely, you man. And also, it's, it's so. Uh, it'd be so tempting to just put all of that out there immediately especially if you've you've made it you know you're just like yeah cool get all that out there but 
you don't want to blurt it all at once you know what I mean like it is nice to be sitting on things which yeah. is one thing that me and Luke are kind of thinking about right now is certain songs we like which one would we want to put out as the first single because we might not necessarily want to put our what we think is our strongest song out first yeah because it might not get the traction just purely because of you know release conflicts with other things that are going on at the time and then down the line someone will pick it up and then you might have to put it out again like there's a lot I've seen a lot of that happening recently where bands put a song out it doesn't really do anything and then they put a few more songs out and then they get a bit more traction and then management kind of make them redo the initial song just because something didn't quite connect initially it's a really weird one but we're we're taking it seriously in that sort of in that respect of being like we don't want to give it all away too early and mm. we because we love the stuff that we've been writing, mm. but it was so easy just to be like, have everything, we love it so much, mm. when that's probably not the best uh, business decision, as it were. I know yeah, the yeah. B word is uh, <laughs> kind of dirty in terms of, you know, I just want to be a creative man, yeah, but yeah. you also have to think about these things. So. Absolutely. Shows discipline, Jake, it's a good thing. You've got more <laughs> discipline than me. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe in that regard, not in other areas. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> right, so last question before we go to the second meeting. Hmm. Probably quite a personal one for you. Uh-huh. As you are of the other hand persuasion, you're South Pole. Yes, indeed. Do you find being left-handed can limit your choice of guitars, and do you think that will ever change? I bet playing drums is just a case of moving things around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, playing drums is just a case of swapping it over, much to every single sound man's dismay that I have ever come across in my entire life when I've been in a drumming capacity. Um, but in terms of guitar, I've been playing since I was like six years old, and I got a, I got my first proper electric when I was about seven, and I've just got it restrung the other way. And I genuinely think probably being hindered in my choices was a good thing because it just made me stick with what I had mm. and I kind of like that and also now whenever I purchase a guitar it's kind of like with me for life like I've never sold any of my guitars I've, every single guitar I've ever bought has been for a reason for a purpose and I intend on keeping it you know so I kind of like I know so many guitarists righties who um, I mean you are absolutely spoiled for choice like mm. you're everything is on a plate and they're constantly chopping and changing and they never get they never get the chance to just sit down and get to know an instrument I feel like all of my guitars like especially my my Gibson SG that I used to do all my Akoda stuff on like I've written so many things on that guitar I've played so many gigs on that guitar I know it inside out Hmm. so I'm kind of grateful for being left handed in that respect in in all honesty yeah is there anything left-handed in your life that annoys you? Like, my, my son's left-handed, so I can relate. Like, on a notepad, <laughs> you've got this binder thing. And yes. you're constantly like, this looks mental on YouTube. I'm not doing what it looks like, guys, all right? I'm trying to write left-handed. But yeah, yeah, anything like that that annoys you that you think, for fuck's sake, why isn't this a thing? Yeah, but I mean, back to school... Uh, writing with a pencil and just this part of your hands just being completely covered in in ink and or lead that was that was always a big one yeah yeah nice it's so hard being left hand <laughs> <laughs> sponsor Jake for two pounds a month 
Awesome. Right, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to throw an advert in. Jake doesn't have to listen to it, so everything's good. Right, we'll be back in a sec, guys, and uh, cheers for listening, all right? Absolute Anti Spirit, based in Bournemouth, UK. Dorset Botanical Seaweed Vodka. So, I met these at Bournemouth Air Show two years ago. And I wanted to get them on the podcast, which I've done in the previous episode. And I wanted to speak to them and promote their products because I think they're onto a winner. So this is vacuum distilled for fresher flavors. Lots and lots of different seaweeds go into this amazing vodka. Doesn't taste like the usual stuff that you get from the supermarkets. It's got a bit of a sort of story to it and a bit more of a twist. It's had some awards. And I'm hooking you guys up. If you go to www.shantyspirit.com and you type in the code Bedlam Discount for either 20CL or 70CL bottles, then you'll get 10% off your purchase. Shanty Spirit, drink to enjoy, drink responsibly. Absolute Bedlam. We are back. So that will be an advert. I don't know which one. I'm feeling fruity. I'll throw any in. See what's what. Hopefully you're still listening. Please listen. Um, anyway, what keeps Jake Crawford motivated? What keeps you continuing to hit music as hard as you do? And what makes you not want to just throw your toys out the pram and say, fuck it, I'm going to work in Tesco's? <laughs> well, having worked in uh, places like that, that's yeah. one reason for starters. Yeah, yeah. But um, mainly, like I said at the end of the last one, like I've been playing music and been surrounded by it since I can remember like literally been playing since I was six so I don't really feel like I've got a choice <laughs> like in all honesty and also I just I absolutely love it and I've been I've dedicated my life to obtaining these skills so I mean I'd be silly to just try and do something else right now and I, I absolutely love it I know so many people who get so bogged down with all the bad stuff mm. and it's like yeah it does suck and it can be difficult and an uphill struggle and it can seem like it's difficult to see the light but um, I think I'm lucky that I came from a background of where uh, I just enjoy playing my instrument you know what I mean like when if everything else is absolutely crashing down around me I can literally sit and play guitar and not like nothing affects me when I'm doing that so yeah. that's that's one reason, and playing live is like yeah. the best feeling in the world, yeah, especially yeah. when you're playing your own music that you back to the absolute hilt. Mm. That is, um, yeah, there's there's no better feeling than that that I've come across anyway. Mm. So yeah, that's um that's one thing, and also just just trying to one up yourself um, in terms of writing and things like that and this is one thing about the young people stuff is just like having this fresh start is so liberating and that's that's a big motivator for me currently is just knowing that yeah we can basically do whatever we want and we've got a good foothold in the industry already um, just because we've been in it for so long and have managed to not piss people off which is really nice so yeah that's uh hopefully that made sense yeah absolutely i love it i love it when people just go off because 
that's obviously quite a serious question, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Thought-provoking. Uh, some people have existential crisis. People, oh, some people just answer the question. So. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the existential crisis comes later. Oh yeah, post-recording. Yeah. Fine. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I was going to ask you what your preference is to playing live or playing or recording in the studio. You've probably just answered that. So. I mean, it's difficult, really, yeah. because there's such, there's such different realms. But I think live because. I think live probably just trumps it just because I've been doing it for longer. Like, and a good gig is like unbelievable. But on the flip side of that, like when we were doing Transmute, when, when you've recorded a bunch of harmonies and it's been painstaking and you've been doing it for fucking hours. Yeah, man. When it's finally all kind of like semi mixed and then you just like solo all them vocals out and hit play or you finally nail that guitar part, you just sit back and you're like, that was so worth it. Like that, yeah. the absolute pain of a uh, and just the, the tediousness of recording, which kind of which can be fun in a way sometimes. Just that whole rinse and repeat thing. But um, I'd say a good gig is probably more rewarding overall than just recording. Writing is a different thing though. Like writing mm. is incredibly rewarding when you finally find that little spark or whatever, or when things just start falling into place that is incredible but um there's nothing better than headbanging playing a giant riff yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you find music comes to you in weird moments like inspiration hits you at strange times do you sometimes wake up with a harmony in your head um lyrics come to me at weird times but i think i'm always subconsciously looking for them but in terms of music a tough one me and luke are quite good at just sort of sitting down and just being able to bash something out but sort of riff wise or songwriting wise it's uh i don't know really i'm trying to think of well there's one song that we've written for our own people and the main riff came from a joke song that me and luke were singing and it was it was a joke like it was a literal joke like this little melody that we had with these stupid words which is, you know, 80% of our interactions. Um, but two weeks after we said this thing, we were still singing the jokey song. And I was like, this is actually really good. And then transposed it onto guitar. And it was like, God, this is actually quite catchy and sick. And it nice. came from an actual joke. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah. the joke. And now it's, now it's a huge banger, in my, in my opinion. And I can't wait for people to hear it, but... Just the fact that it came from that is just like, yeah, is a funny one. I mean, yeah. We're really trying not to uh, overthink stuff with this new thing. It's just like, if it feels good, just go with it. Yeah, the rest will sort itself out later. But yeah. Is that how the outro to Sabotage on Transmute kind of ended? Oh, you mean like the, the horns and stuff? Yeah, it just sounds like a fucking building collapsing, and then there's like yeah. this... French horn or oboe or just complete chaos. I love that song so much, man. Oh, thank you, man. Thank so you. good. Yeah, was, I couldn't. The uh, end of that was that was a whole Luke and Lewis creation. Yeah. Um, but I remember that was the the. I remember them being like, "Oh, you're going to sing the chorus on this one." I was like, really? I didn't think I'd have any of my own parts. Yeah. Um, I was very grateful. It was a lot of fun to sing. Nice. But uh, yeah, that that ending would just came from experimentation I think basically but yeah but then machine 
hmm. the great Gene Machine Freeman um, did his magic on it as well. You just sort of leave him to it, and then it comes back, and it's incredible. Yeah, you know, he's an absolute genius. Whereabouts in America is he from again? He produced Transmute, didn't he? Yes, he did. He's from New Jersey, but his uh, studio, the Machine Shop, is in Austin, Texas. That's it. Yes. Love that. As a musician for X amount of years, how is your Tetris ability when putting gear into the back of a car slash van? It's pretty exceptional, I'm not going to lie. I do pride myself on it. When I, uh, <laughs> I sessioned drums for Dan Lancaster, producer, yeah. and uh, he's also just in Muse now, which is perfectly normal. Yeah, of course. Um, I drummed for him, and we were going around Europe in a transporter, and I had like my drums, a bunch of his guitars, some, a fair amount of backline, but I gave myself the task of being master Tetris load in a, yeah, it was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Because before, in my old band Dakota, we had a, a transit van with sleeping quarters on yeah. the top. Uh, it weren't five star, but it was a bit of wood that you could sleep on. There was a lot more room to maneuver in there, so yeah. we used to chuck it in willy nilly. But with this, it was like precision. Yeah. It had to be spot on. Yeah, absolutely. I love a good, I love a good Tetris. See when something just fits. Yeah, it's another level, isn't it? I've been there at four in the morning at Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. not great, but you know, you just make it work. Yeah, Sometimes you, do. you just want to get home as well, you know. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence without asking about your Don Broco experience. So how long did you session for them and what sort of era was that? It was one show, man. Okay. One show, and it was in Milan and I had two days notice. Uh, 16 song set list. And the the set the, the festival was in Milan and it was a day to remember was supposed to be headlining, but they had to pull out due to illness, I think. Okay. So then Broco had to add another like five songs to their set list, which was great for me, obviously. Yeah. But I've known them for since I've known them since about two thousand nine, because they're from my neck of the woods. They're from Bedford. I'm from Corby, and my old band Dakota. We used to play a lot of shows together around that neck of the woods back then. So we'd always been buddies, and obviously Dan Lancaster produced them, and there's a lot of mutuals and stuff. But um. Yeah, I just got a text off of Matt just being like, what are you doing on Tuesday? It's like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how these things just come across sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it, was, um, it was at a very turbulent point in my life as well. I'd literally two or three days before just come out of a very long-term relationship. And uh, that was a lovely welcome distraction, I must say. <laughs> yeah, man, of course. Yeah. Fantastic. Do you yeah, still stay in touch with them now? Yeah, yeah, I was talking to Matt earlier. He uh, he recently joined the Sonor Drum Company, which okay. for me, if money was no object, that's the company that I would love because all of my favorite drummers over the years have used Sonor, and it's so cool to see him on that brand. I just gave him a little, uh, yo, that's sick, on Instagram earlier, and he seems nice. to be very chill. They sound great. Yeah, they're all lovely. And Simon, um, the guitarist, he recently uh, switched from uh, using a Kemper to using a Quad Cortex. Ah, nice. And I was talking to him about that earlier on as well. So nice. I love equipment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, I was going to ask a question. I've completely forgotten what it was. Um, 
Probably doesn't matter. Probably doesn't matter. <laughs> Got some silly questions for you. Hit me. Um, they're literally just quick fire questions. I think I might have asked Luke these. They're that old. I probably need to switch them up a bit. Can't wait. But we will continue. So, is a Kinder Egg to you a deliciously chocolate treat, or is it a shit bit of chocolate with a toy inside? I love a Kinder Surprise, and my Easter egg of choice all throughout my childhood was a giant Kinder Egg, so uh, I can only say good things about them. Giant Kinder Egg, love it. Baby belt or cheese string? Oh my god. There we go, that's the question, isn't it? (laughs) Genuine thought. (laughs) I'm going to go baby belt. I'm a grown-up now. Okay. <laughs> After 30 seconds of contemplating, yeah, am I a grown-up? Grown up. <laughs> yeah. grown awesome. Camping in a tent or a static caravan for one week? Um, I'd have to go static caravan just for just for the sheer Alan Partridge-based nature of it. Although I am I am a big fan of uh, a big fan of camping, but campervans are inherently more comfortable and there's I've got a lot of good memories of campervan holidays so yeah I'm nice. going to go for the static home nice living in a city or living in the countryside city okay yeah I've been in London for like just over five years now and All right. I'm not sick of it yet so <laughs> nice. oh, well done <laughs> you're a bigger man than me yeah. <laughs> chocolate or sweets uh, I'm going to go sweets just because it's a broader spectrum and I might be able to bend the rules by uh, having some sort of chocolate flavoured sweet Mm. so that's my work around there there we go, circumventing process, I like it (laughs) bath or shower shower, all day every day mornings Uh, or evenings oh evenings afternoons, evenings, late nights mornings get out of here. Out of all the questions I ask, I want to do like an Excel pie chart at some point on all of the answers that I get from all the guests. Evenings seems to just be fucking smashing that. I love mornings. Really? You're morning man? I get up, I go, I go to work, I think about what I've done, I get Um, home, cry a bit. Not really. (laughs) No, it's, um, I guess it depends. If I've got stuff that I need to be getting up and doing... I don't mind, but I, especially when it comes to like writing or creativity, I find that I'm pretty much useless before (laughs) 4pm, unless there's something to be getting on with, but like trying to come up with stuff just doesn't happen. Yeah. Last one. Mint chocolate chip or chocolate orange? It's toughy again, you know, because I had a bit of a, a dark chocolate, Terry's chocolate orange the other day, and I must say it was absolutely delightful. But overall, mint chocolate chip, I'd say. Mint chocolate chip. Minor inconveniences. So if anyone wants some inspiration for these, if they want to come on ABP, Sean Smith's episode floored me. Okay. I've listened back to that about three times myself because yeah. I'm a narcissist. And he just fucking goes off about cyclists on the road. Really? He was fantastic. He was a fantastic guest. Shout out, Sean. What a legend. Yeah, he's a lovely, lovely man. The Prestamico uh, sat in him was lots of 
Yeah, yeah, I'll check that one out. I've checked out the Steve Vai one recently, and I've checked out the main. But yeah. Sorry, Steve Vai is like... That's alright, it's all good. Steve Vai, Paul Gilbert, and Joe Satriani, I am coming for you very soon. Oh, yes. right. There we go. I've manifested it into the universe and all that stuff. So, have you got any minor inconveniences? I've got one if you need some inspiration. Minor inconveniences. Um, my main minor inconvenience is heavily London centric, and okay. I hope that Let's doesn't. Do uh, I hope that doesn't exclude people. It is slow walking fools. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's because I am an exceptionally fast walker, I bob, I weave, um, but people who get onto a platform or arrive somewhere and just sort of think, you know what, I'm going to stand in this doorway and just get my bearings. I'm just going to stand here in the only exit and just, you know, just, just take 30 seconds to just get my bearings, maybe check my emails um, I it, I'm actually getting better at being like not letting it get to me as much because you know people are going to do whatever they want and there's nothing you can do about it but oh my goodness it is it's it's completely beyond me <laughs> get to where you're trying to be <laughs> a wise man once said if you don't know what you're doing Go home. <laughs> You're probably going outside for a reason. Yeah. Figure out that fucking reason. Do what you need to do. Yeah. And fucking go home. I love that sentiment. There love we go. It. Love it. I think that's probably Alex from Don't Get Me Started podcast. So uh, nice. shout out. Nice. Awesome. My one is when people check themselves into hospital on Facebook. Wow, yeah. I was listening to a podcast earlier, actually, uh, where they, they indulge in a bit of humble braggery. Um, and one person uh, checked in at, I think it was like at a funeral home. <laughs> My God, what the but then, fuck? But then, but then used it to brag about their A-level results. They were like, right. oh, this is awful this is terrible, but I still managed to get really good res results in my exams. Right. Wow. Yeah. But also checking yourself into hospital as well is checking yourself into hospital and then not replying yeah, to man. anyone who's asking about yeah, if man. you're or not. That's the, clin that's the clincher there. It's like, are you actively trying to worry people? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so two ways I call my friends on Facebook, right? If it's your birthday and I haven't spoken to you in six months, fuck off my profile. I will delete you on your birthday because Facebook's actively pushing your profile to me. Yeah. Get out of my life. Um, the second one is when people say, I'm having a really shit day, and you comment saying, message me, and they say, I don't want to talk about it. Yes. What? Yes. Don't put the fucking status up then! <laughs> yeah, make your mind up. Yeah, pricks. There we go. Um, we're getting rid of the meal deal question. So we're nearly finished. The end is near. Favourite fast food meal? Favourite fast food meal? 
My personal favourite fast food meal. Oh my god, that is a tough one. You know what? It's probably. Oh, does it constitute fast? There's a wing stop in oh, London yeah. to do a Korean chicken burger. Yeah. And it is off the scale. It is so good. But if we're going like the traditionalist route, I'd probably have to say a bacon double cheeseburger meal from Burger King. XL. Hell yeah. Because I am a gigantic piece of shit who uh, still eats meat, even though I know it's the worst thing I could possibly be doing. But at least I'm aware of it. That's that's what I tell myself. That's a start. <laughs> exactly. What do you think of the chicken fries from Burger King? Um, I think they are an abomination. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I just... Enough. Uh, something about meat being in fry form that just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I'm sure I would absolutely devour them if they were in front of me right now, but something about it is unsettling. Yeah, I get that. Like you get them out of the box, then they kind of like droop. You're like, hmm. Does yeah. this belong in the back of my throat? Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's, the, it's the Last question. Big one. Mm. How do you Jake Crawford want to be remembered. Um, for being a bloody good laugh. <laughs> uh, probably for um, probably for the guitar, guitar playing. I feel like the unpeople stuff. I mean, fingers crossed. That's hopefully what I'm remembered for in the end, because I do think what we're creating right now is probably the most easily connectable art that I've been a part of um, yeah probably just being the front man for own people <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. that's what I hope anyway that's what I hope for. yeah yeah um, socials where can we find you um, Jake and yeah. people at we are on people yeah um, um that's about it, really. I don't do Twitter because I value my mental health. Nice. Um, and Facebook is just like an absolute cesspit. As so, we've just discussed quite heavily. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's just Instagram at Jake on People and the band at We Are On People. That's it. Are you still doing session work on the side or have you put all your eggs in this basket? I was, I was going to say, yeah, I've, um, I've actually had to start turning stuff down. I've had a few offers over the last few months and um, I'm still keeping it open if the right thing comes along and it there's no conflicts and it's something that I want to do I will do it because I love it like I just love playing with different people it's so liberating like playing drums for a pop thing or playing bass in a like a deaf heaven worship thing or doing like I did my side project Shitemare which is just like me pretending to be cattle decapitation essentially because I fucking love that band and that <laughs> stuff Fair but, um, but like yeah I just uh, I'm putting all my eggs in the young people basket for now but just because I'm enjoying it and it's exciting like I, I did get an offer to play drums for a, a upcoming lady artist um and she's really, really nice friends, but unfortunately, she was like, "Here's the schedule." And I was like, "I don't know if I if I commit to this now, then it's gonna have backlash later on down the line." So, 
whilst before I was doing this, I would I would say yes to pretty much everything all the time. Hmm. Um, but now it's kind of like, yeah, I need to start picking and choosing. But like I said, if something comes up that is, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to pay the bills. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't clash with anything else I'm all for it but currently it's just on people good for you man drive your own car don't be passenger to other people's yeah exactly there we go. And, um, discovering that more and more as time goes on which is which is good love it's it very nice so plans for the future we're full on full on in the unpeople release cycle yeah. and uh, playing some shows including 2000 trees yes indeed that's it man that's it just nice. uh we're just going to be calling in all the favours. We're going to be getting it out to as many people as we can. We've got some cool little things going on behind the scenes right now. I say little. They could potentially be quite big, but yep. it's uh, it's all very hush-hush. We don't want to say anything too early. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. Nice. So mark your calendars, guys. When he's uh, actually able to talk, we'll get him back on and we'll actually talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's That's all right. Fun. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. It's all yeah. good. But yeah, cheers, guys, for viewing, watching, subscribing, all that stuff. Give Unpeople a follow and uh, watch this space, all right? So keep it bedlam. Cheers for coming on, Jake. Thank you. Thanks and, uh, for having me, man. If you are checking in to hospital on Facebook, I really want you to have a fucking word of yourself, all right? <laughs> Cheers, guys. Leave you with that, all right? Absolute bedlam. Hello. Today I'm promoting a product called Set Surf 100% mineral sun cream, safe for sensitive skin and children. So I've got some products here. So we've got SPF 20 lip balm. Mineral sunscreen, SPF 50, and water resistant sun cream. And my favourite, rash cream. So, when I was out jogging quite a lot, this saved my bacon when I was uh, running at stupid speeds, believe it or not, and uh, going stupid lengths. And uh, rash cream definitely helped me out. So, yeah, reef safe, coral safe, www.setsurf.com, shop the range. Use the code BEDLAM20 for 20% off at checkout. Let them know that I've sent you. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. Absolute BEDLAM.